0: happy new year from us assuming that you're listening to this just after it came out or if it if you're listening after like chinese new year it is our first episode of the year 2024 we're a 2020 24 ready to go I'm Luke Hare, he, him, sometimes they, them, and I am joined on this podcast, Domance Dawn, by my lovely and beautiful and queer co-host. I, I'm one of those things, at least.
1: Um. Hello, uh, my name is Janine, my pronouns are she, they, and I don't have a third thing to say.
0: You're in one of your favorite states of being.
1: Uh oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I ha- I was mentally going through my states of
0: being. You kind of forgot that you'd had a bit of stuff. I mean, I could impair myself a bit. Santa brought uh some of those like liquor filled chocolates and uh this kind of helped us smooth the edges off. This is Doman's Dawn. This is the podcast where we talk about One Piece and The Simpsons as contemporary animated series. And um since the last episode that we did, Netflix was like, hey, we're gonna start One Piece again as a new series. An animated series, which is something that I'd actually called back on like some Discords a while ago, it was like, hey, wouldn't it be wild if they did this as like a long-term investment? And now they are. But uh, this is episode 45 of the series.
1: Wow. Uh-huh. Are, we, are we going to cover that at all?
0: The Netflix version of the show? Yeah, I mean like well, it feels... The Netflix animated version. We might? I mean, we also didn't really do anything in the live action episodes and yeah. we haven't covered any of the movies or specials yet. We will be covering one of the specials coming up soon, but that's one that kind of falls into the timeline. And more directly sets some things up.
1: I can't wait to find out what that means, but <laughs> um I I do I do want to talk about those things though. I mean like um
0: You've cursed me with being a nerd. I mean, I haven't just cursed you. We found out that former guest of the show, Ben Khan, has caught up on the manga. Huh. Ben, congratulations. Congratulations. Ben, congratulations. Ben,
1: congratulations. hmm Um, wow.
0: You're in it, huh? Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's good. There, We are, I think, this year going to be hitting some of the spots where I got to drop a content warning, but otherwise, you know, One Piece is good. It's good.
2: Hmm. These
0: episodes initially ran between August 13th and October 29th of the year 2006.
1: You don't really taste Fireball when it's inside Dr. Pepper. It's kind of weird. It's just kind of like you're just drinking Dr. Pepper and then all of a sudden there's like a little bit of extra cinnamon at the end of it. It's like no fire at all.
0: I feel like we're we're going to be uh, recording an SBS after this one because I'm going on a break, but I think I might get myself a drink for that one and see how it goes, because I also have some Dr. Pepper from pizza that I ordered for lunch dinner. The Simpsons episodes that ran during this time include the mook, the chef, the wife, and her homer, where Lisa starts hanging out with Michael, Fat Tony's son, and she finds out that he wants to be a cook, but he is supposed to take over the family mafia business, and it becomes a joke when they find out that he wants to cook, so another Mafia family shoots Fat Tony, and Michael comes to them, offering to make peace with them, but then ends up killing the family instead. It gets dark.
1: I should preface right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I usually give very witty, quippy remarks between these episodes. I had not seen these Simpsons episodes, um, my regular place where I obtain things uh is not cooperating. Oh no. So I am needing to get a little bit more creative. But nothing escapes yeah. my grasp.
0: I mean, there's there's deals for like temporary, uh, trying out, uh, Disney Plus, but... Okay, so I'm the one who's guiding these things this week. Uh, the next one is Jazzy and the Pussycats, where Bart gets a drum kit to deal with his energy, and he turns out to be a really talented drummer, which ends up making Lisa jealous. Marge, trying to settle things, gets Lisa a puppy, but then she starts adopting other animals, which leads to her adopting a tiger, which bites bart's arm the other musicians who all like bart hold a benefit concert for his arm surgery but bart donates the money to help the animals instead also the white stripes show up in this one
1: i don't know how i feel about the white stripes it's just it's just jack white now
0: well they they went apart because like meg white Specifically, didn't want to be a public figure and like publicly play music anymore, which I think is completely fair. But also, you can't get the white stripes without her. Like, when they would go on tour and she wouldn't go, the other drummers had to learn to play as her, and uh, there's a lot of misogyny.
1: Kind of a weird energy, yeah.
0: Uh, But it's it's a good one. Like, we get a full-on, like, good Bart and Lisa story. Lisa adopting a bunch of animals is cute. And uh, we get a bunch of silly names of uh, jazz musicians.
1: You know, I have had an irrational fear of getting attacked by a tiger when I was riding my bike. Uh-huh. Because just those idle thoughts, those worst case scenarios, those fun little moments your brain likes to come up with that just um, you know, hey, what if this happened?
0: Just,
1: you. Just yeah.
2: To,
1: yeah, just to mess with you. And mm-hmm. um it got stuck on tigers because like learning that like yeah, they're legal to have in Texas. Mm-hmm. And um Yeah, that's enough for just me to be like, it would not take much for a tiger to escape. I don't know who would have them or how they would get there, Um, but they're going to get me. I would bike out like near wilderness, so it kind of makes sense. But also, I'm an idiot, so it it doesn't...
0: I feel like if a tiger would escape from somewhere, though, it would be in a more urban area. But also, that tiger would be horrified by cars and probably even bicycles. Like, there's a lot of dogs who just freak out the first time they see a bicycle because they have no idea how to process it. That's
1: true. You think you'd be able to take out a tiger?
0: It might scare them, or at least you might be able to ride fast enough away for it, or if you have a bell on your bike or some sort of signaling device. Janine, do you have a bell or a signaling device on your bike? No. Janine, proper bike operation says that you should have a bell or other sort of signaling device. Uh, Also, most states have laws that say you shouldn't Wear headphones while riding a bike, but you know, a lot of people don't obey that law either. Do you wear a helmet? Eh. Do do I need to call my parents-in-law to give you a proper bike safety demonstration? Cause they would love that.
1: The fact that you said because they would
0: love that really makes me want to say no. They are, like, certified bike teachers. Like, they can teach you how you can legally and safely go onto a highway with a bike.
1: Ooh, yeah, I it's... Panic like attack hearing about that.
0: Yeah, it's not a great idea, but sometimes you have to. But, uh, yeah. My friend, you should wear a helmet. Because it takes one bike uh, injury to mess things up, and you don't want to mess up your face. I say as a person who would have had a really big scar on their face uh, if they had not been wearing a helmet when they had a bike accident. And you know what that bike accident did to me, Janine? What did it do? It limited my ability to play Hades that year, the first year that everybody was really into it, because I also injured my uh, thumb. Oh. I know. It's a hard-knock's life. Uh, The third episode is Please, Homer, Don't Hammer Them, where Marge starts a carpentry business, but she can't get business from anyone because everyone is sexist. So she has Homer pretend to do the work, and then Homer escalates things and keeps taking credit and ends up promising to fix the town's historic roller coaster, and Marge quits. Homer tries to fix it, unveils it, and goes for a ride, but he didn't actually fix it, so Marge has to save him, and Homer admits that he lied. And then this one actually had a B-plot where Bart finds out that someone at school has a peanut allergy. It turns out to be Skinner and Skinner looks up and finds out that Bart has a shrimp allergy, and so they go into prank wars against each other. Any questions?
1: I mean, I don't know. That's kind of a... Huh. That feels like... That would have gotten somebody in trouble in some way, you know?
0: The allergy one? Yeah. I mean, it's all very silly. Like, Skinner and Bart both fight with uh, sticks with peanuts and shrimp on them like they're lightsabers and they even use the Star Wars fighting music. Huh. New characters that we can use now include James Hetfield of Metallica, Jack White, Meg White, Sketch Friendly, Bossy Marmalade, Shaky Premise, Ray Ray Takamura, Bilbo Baggins, Bean Ghosts, Marlin from Finding Nemo, Marcus Marvel's Le Marquez, Bossy the Cow, Taco Belly, and Photo Booth Eels, along with many more. You know what's going to make this one really interesting as well, Janine? What's that? Uh, We have hit the point where there are no longer images that are necessarily on Freaky Whoa! We're going
1: into uncharted water.
0: We are. Uh, Though I did get a Called shot for a character that I realized today, uh, for those of you who are reading the manga, it is a character who's been factoring in quite recently, who we're going to be introduced to, is uh, going to premiere in the same batch of episodes as Shauna Chalmers. So get ready for that called shot. None of that really means anything to you, Janine. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, we are going to be discussing One Piece episodes 275 through 283. These episodes include, are you ready? Yeah. Robin's past, the girl who was called a demon.
1: The fated parent and child, the mother's name is Olivia. Olivia. Olivia.
0: Yeah. It's not quite Olivia, and it's not quite Olive, but it comes with... A pastry.
1: My dyslexia
0: has been no, it's...
1: with me this whole time and I thought it was
2: Olivia.
0: I also thought it was Olivia too for quite a while, but it is Olivia.
2: Tragedy Ovia. of Ohara.
0: Fear of the Buster Call. Say you want to live. We are friends.
2: Jump into the falls, lift his feelings.
1: A man's way of life, Zoro's technique, sous upstream
0: Tears, which were weaved, the bond of French, oh, uh, tears, which weaved, the bond of friendship. Navi's world map!
1: Separation refines a man, Sanji and Chopper.
0: All for my friend's sake. The darkness <laughs> within Robin. <laughs> uh. Say you want to live, I will not go. Fuck up, Buster Call, I'm not going home. So, if you don't remember where we are, uh, currently Straw Hats are on one side of a massive gap and CP9 spawned them. Frankie and Robin are on the other side. And, and they
1: stay there for a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, we get to, I think, the last time where they do this sort of recap. Because um, animating live is very strenuous on the artist's hands. And they caught up with the show too much. Or they caught up with a manga too much. With uh, Frankie and Robin and his clutches, Bondam threatens to use the buster call on these straw hats. And we then flash back to 20 years ago to the island of Ohara, where Nika Robin is a child who is bullied for her devil fruit powers and is mistreated by her foster parents. Her only refuge is reading, and she is also friends with the librarians on the island, which include Professor Clover. And the all work in the Tree of Knowledge, which is the largest library in the world, which is also in a big old tree. When she receives a doctorate, the librarians throw her a party, but Robin's biggest desire is to know what happened in the blank century, and the secret of the pony glyphs, which is forbidden to uh, be researched, and Clover is worried that Robin will end up like her mother, Olvia. The next day, Robin finds the giant, Jaguar de Saul, washed up on the beach, and Saul is a peaceful giant who asks her to keep his presence a secret, which she promises to do because she doesn't care who he is and nobody talks to her. And Saul shares his secret with Robin that whenever she feels sad, she can just laugh so she feels better. Oh, big old Jaguar. Meanwhile, Spandine, who is Spandom's father and the current head of CP9, is called out to Ohara, and coincidentally, that is when Nico Olvia returns to the island on an empty Navy ship. When the researchers hear about uh, Spandine's ship, they are worried that the government is coming after them. And meanwhile, Saul has been working on constructing a raft to leave, but when he hears that Robin's mother is Ovia, and that he has landed on Ohara, he knows that the island is going to be the target of a buster call, along with all of the scholars, and he begs Robin to hide what she knows. Ovia returns to the librarians and warns them that she was the only surviving member of a research group that left, and the Marines found out that they all came from Ohara and have now come to the island to get rid of all of the other researchers. Ovia is also unaware that Robin has been following in her very... Footsteps. Meanwhile, Aokiji, who at this time is called Kuzan, has arrived. And he is alerted about Spandine reaching Ohara. And, uh, were you confused about the Kuzan thing, Janine?
1: I didn't know if he had, like, a last name or anything, so I just rolled with
0: it. So, Aokiji is a special... Nickname title that we see. So Kuzan is his actual name. Alkiji is the kind of like government identity that he uses, which translates into blue pheasant, if I remember correctly.
2: Oh.
0: Uh huh. So Robin goes to of the librarians about the government ships, but Clover says that they should be fine if they all stay quiet. And while that's going on, the CP9 agents begin evacuating all of the non scholars from the island. Ovia confronts Spandine, aiming to kill him, but fails, and Spandine explains that he came to make an example of the librarians of Ohara to scare all of the other scholars when he kills all of them. The scholars get rounded up, and Spandine brings Ovia back. Right in front of Robin, and neither of them recognize each other, which is some great dramatic irony. Yeah, this show's Mm
1: -hmm. good at that.
0: Yes, Alexander McKendrick, my buddy, would be happy about it if he was still alive. R.I.P. Alexander McKendrick. Morning till I joined you. Thank you for all of your advice and the advice you continue to give. Read on filmmaking by Alexander McKendrick. It is an amazing piece of work. That's my plug for the week, Janine. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah i I got the book for uh, Christmas as a recommended gift from a friend of the show who will eventually be on uh, Dom Griffin, and it's. It's written by the guy who founded the film program at UCLA. Oh, the very
1: one that, uh no, I, I got nothing.
0: <laughs> or or is it CalArts? I always, I keep getting that mixed up.
1: Either way, very inaccessible to me.
0: Uh He also went and, uh oh yeah, no, it was CalArts School of Film and Video. Uh, yeah, he wrote uh, or he taught for 25 years how to make films, and then all of his students uh, like kept their notes, and that was collected into a book, and it is really good to read if you want to do any sort of writing. Ooh. Uh, mm-hmm. So, the soldiers meanwhile report that they found a pony glyph inside the tree and forbidden research allowing Spondine to kill all of them for breaking the law. Clover wants to still have a chance to share his theory about the blank century with the elders of the world, which isn't going to go well, and Saul, meanwhile, is running across the island because he wants to rescue Robin. The five elders are uninterested in Clover's research and Clover thinks that uh, it might be because the people who originated the world government may have been an ancient enemy who fought the people who created the pony glyphs who have otherwise been erased from all of history. And that's when the five elders are like, Hey, yeah, you can kill all of these scholars because they're doing crimes. That fucked me up, doc. Yeah, yeah, uh, these folks got some stupid names, but, uh, yeah, we're, it, it, uh, we're, we're getting into other phases of what One Piece is about, and it's always wild. So, Spandine orders the buster call, which is when five, uh, Navy ships basically just bomb the hell out of an island. The Tree of Knowledge is lit on fire, threatening all the books and documents inside of it. The remaining librarians rush in to put out the fire and to try and save the books, while Spondine starts to take Ovia away, and she prays that Robin has escaped everything. That's when Robin realizes who Ovia is and calls out to her mother, and Ovia, trying to protect her daughter, denies Robin. But Robin keeps calling out because she always just wanted to spend time with her mother, and she reveals that she can read Pony Glyphs, too. Oh, boy! Uh, yeah. How are your guts feeling? Do you like that gut punch, Janine?
1: Well, I mean, it's a lot like Robin's thing where it's like you have to tell the truth no matter what. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's what happens and I can't like fucking if you don't look like you're gonna have any other time
0: shoot your shot. Yeah. Clover realizes that the library was always going to be destroyed and Spandine fearing for his life as the buster call begins with the battleships firing on the island runs for his life abandoning Ulvia. Robin and Ovia get to hug as the island is ignited, and Clover tells them to run so that Robin can maybe sneak onto a ship, and that's when Saul finally reaches them. Ovia asks Saul to take Robin because she has one final task to do, and Ovia tells her daughter that she needs to preserve the past to protect the future and tells her daughter to live. Meanwhile, Kuzan sees former Vice Admiral Saul carrying Robin to save her, Kuzan already had issues with the Marines planning on killing all the scholars, and Saul was the one who had tracked down Olvia, but she made him kind of think about what he was going to be destroying, and when he was called to do the buster call, he said nope, and freed Olvia and deserted the Marines, and tried to let her warn her friends, and that's the irony of him washing up on this island. So the cannons start targeting Saul instead, who once again is a giant, and so he destroys a marine ship, and calls for Robin to make it to the evacuation ship.
1: We go, like I got, I got, I got to mm-hmm. say something about yeah, yeah. our friend Jaguar De uh-huh. mm-hmm. Um That guy, when he shows up
2: mm-hmm.
1: on the island, he's got tattered clothes. And looks beat to shit, yeah, but when we go in the flashback and we see what he looked like when he defected- mm-hmm. he's look he just looks the same, like is his regular off duty clothes are just torn to shit,
0: and he's just fine with it. I mean he's a giant, and if you have giant ruined clothes, you know what you get. What do you get? a giant tailoring bill, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Spandine prevents Robin from getting onto the ship. So Saul ends up attacking Spandine's ship in response. Kuzon gets in the way of their fighting. And they all suddenly get distracted when Vice Admiral Sakazuki destroys one of the ships with people on it, which disgusts Kuzon. Sakazuki is going to be around for a while. <laughs> he really sucks.
1: Yeah, dog. I mean, like, I I understand the mentality here, but it's like it's shit. Yeah, like, like, he... like, and the fact that like it wasn't off screen.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: know there are people there. We know there were children there. Mm-hmm. And now there isn't. Mm Mm-hmm. That, like... I had been saying that I wanted death back in this anime. Uh Uh-huh. And this feels like when you're trying so desperately, shaking a ketchup bottle, hoping to get some red out, and then it all just comes flowing at once... And now here I am with red all over my fingers as I Uh, have to look at what I've done.
0: Merry Christmas, Janine. It's the name of the treasure. In the grand line.
1: A person who's very turned on by middle-aged women. That is very much me, yes. Where do we leave off in the story, by the way?
0: Uh, so the ship is destroyed. Saul tries to run off with Robin, but Kuzan freezes Saul to the ground. And Saul promises that one day Robin will find true friends because nobody is born into the world to be alone. And he dies laughing while being frozen alive. The Tree of Knowledge falls to the flames and albeit dies on the island. Robin makes her way to the shore, and Kuzan decides to leave her in a rowboat and creates an ice path to protect her, suggesting that she keep a low pro- suggesting that she keep a low profile and promises that he will come after her if she ever breaks the law. Robin gets in the boat and leaves, forcing herself to laugh as she goes off alone. It's sad yeah. as shit, y'all. Yeah. As the Marines investigate the wreckage, they find the books that were tossed into the lake, and the Marines then start trying to capture Nika Robin, and over the years, Robin goes to different people who, in turn, try and turn her in as her legend grows, and eventually she ends up with crocodile. In the present, we now understand why Robin is horrified about the Buster Call being used as a threat, and Spondin refuses to believe that he could ever get caught in the Buster Call's attack. Janine, you yeah. you know what Chekhov's gun is, right?
1: Uh, yeah, it mm-hmm. is when it's a penis.
0: No. That's that's Freud's gun. No,
1: that's a pipe.
0: No, that's a uh, Mondrian's gun. Let no, that's a that. delicious sandwich. Oh, no, it is Magritte. It's Magritte's gu- uh, gun. Yes, the crime dog.
2: <laughs>
0: no, that's McGarnagle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Robin doesn't want her friends to get caught up in a buster call because she feels like the world government will never stop chasing her and everyone she loves will get hurt as well. Spondum gloats that these Straw Hats can't oppose the world government. And Luffy's like, hey, guess what? Sogei King... burn down that flag. And so Sogei King uses his new weapon, Kabuto, and the flag burns up. And the Straw Hats declare war on the world government for their friend. Luffy tells the world government to bring it on and asks Robin to say that she wants to live. And Robin realizes that these are people who love and support her and care about her, and they are willing to fight for her. They aren't here to betray her like almost everyone else in her life has. They aren't here to use her like almost everyone else in her life has. And Robin declares that she wants to live. And as the drawbridge that's supposed to connect these two islands starts to go down, it stops. And that's when Granny Kokoro tells the Straw Hats to jump across the gap. And Luffy, frosting and everything to work out, pulls the Straw Hats with him. Make a daring rescue of their friend. One Piece! This is some shit. Because... Uh-huh
1: getting to see such a sad story mm-hmm. this entire time it was a fucking lot and and um to come out of it to know that Nico Robin had survived despite so much going against her to have just been ready to die to say leave me to die to change everything. Because friendship. And to say, I want to live. And personally, I I felt that. And like, I know I have other friends that have, have also watched One Piece. And they mentioned this particular point because it helped them accept hard shit that they went through. And still feel like that they deserve happiness, too. Hell yeah.
0: I mean, the real treasure is friendship.
1: Yeah. And you get there by getting on a friendship. What? I was doing your thing where I make a terrible joke. Sorry, it might have been confusing.
0: No, I was just doing your thing where sometimes you know, sell me.
2: <laughs>
0: oh. all right. So we have twenty-two characters to cover this week, and uh, three of those, I believe, are characters who we are adding them now because. Um, They have gotten names since uh, we started the show. One Piece. Everything's always growing sometimes. So are you ready to come along with me? Yes. So first up, we have a trio who their part of the anime kind of gets cut down. But I feel like you get enough of it. That is the mother, Roji... The daughter Mizuira and the father Oran, who are Nika Robbins' aunt, uncle, and um, cousin.
2: I didn't know um,
1: if aunt was like you know like an an actual relative
0: or like how that worked.
1: I don't know. (laughs) Like I guess. I just rolled with it. I kind of knew that their time was going to come anyway, so I just didn't like think about it too much. <laughs> Don't get too so, attached. They'll do everything to make you attached, but you can't get too attached.
0: So, uh, Oron is uh, Ovia's brother.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. That's the letter they have in common.
0: Oh. Oron, yeah. You know, you, you name all of your kids with the same name. Um, Yeah, we don't get a lot here. In the manga, it's a bit more explicit. It's like, we're taking the daughter who we love to go and have a big party for her birthday. You have to see behind a clean. It's very Cinderella shit. So, um, I have three sets of suggestions here my rodrigo style was some of the animals that lisa adopted just because there weren't a lot of good fits for this uh roji was bossy the cow mizuira was circus bear and oran was circus elephant which i think would just be silly Uh, and then actual ones that i had were in i believe call of the simpsons there was a camping man a camping baby and a camping woman. And uh, that could work just because we need a unimportant family unit. Or uh, I also had on there uh, Mr. Samson, Mrs. Samson, and Gerald Samson, a.k.a. Baby Gerald, a.k.a. the baby with the unibrow.
1: Wow. That baby um, got uter piles for me before, but you're rolling it out now.
0: Uh-huh. Okie doke. You know, it's not safe to keep babies under a neuter pile.
1: So, yeah. I'm not going to argue
0: that. Who do you have?
1: I have... Let's see here. Um, I did a pair for mother and father. Uh, Roji and Oran I have is the Marge and Homer frauds. Uh, Uh, Paid actors that Burns had uh, paid to try to trick Bart Mm -hmm. that one time. And for uh, Mizuira, I Mm -hmm. have uh, Brittany Brockman. Kent Brockman's daughter that also kind of pisses me off on how spoiled she is, but it's on no fault of her own. The vibe was
0: the same, so... So, can I offer a suggestion that builds on yours? Cool, I love that. Because I believe the way that they are described in the Simpsons official guidebook is they are the um, actors. The March actor, the Homer actor. But then, what if, just to go with that set, we use the Lisa actor as well?
1: Huh. Well, it would knock off the whole set so we don't have any stragglers.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I'll go with that, yeah.
0: Awesome. So. I'm adding that on. I got a point, and Janine, you got two points there. I also realized, just because it has been a weird set of times since we started working on these, uh, I forgot to post the suggestions that uh people had uh, from our Discord, which, uh, Janine, can you talk about that Discord for a moment?
1: Okay, doke. Well, uh you, we we post our Discord. Sometimes you all all you really need to do to find it is just ask nicely. Um in there we post memes, uh a lot of different things from Simpsons boat post uh board, board posting. Whew, that's kind of a weird one to say. But um also uh premium content can be found there. Hmm, what could that mean? Uh, don't go in with high expectations.
2: Uh, <laughs> it is
0: beautiful every time, Janine.
1: It is every single time. Does not get old. But we also have uh, where we played out, play out a call for suggestions. People can be able to do that. And also, um, a lot of the listeners that we have are also past guests. So um, they're also kind of hanging around in there, too. Kind of like having a little bit of fun anytime that any Simpsons or One Piece news comes around.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. We, we would love to get more people to join our community that we have. And, you know, I think it's very low key and chill. It's not one of those 200 posts a day discords where you don't have a personality.
1: Yeah. And if, also you to, the- if you want a discord channel where like, you can just kind of like in about, 15 minutes look through all the posts that have been posted in the day and then just decide if you want to engage in something or post something else new that there is there you know there's not that much pressure you don't feel like you'll get lost if you don't check it for a day
0: mm-hmm. i <laughs> excuse me i also forgot to uh call out uh previous guest on the show Devin, gifted me with the with the first unofficial piece of Domance Dawn merch. Uh he got me the shirt of the Burns Gonfall riding Smithers as Pierre cover. And he explained the process that he went to do this, which was getting permission from Mike P, who I had been asking for months to to say, hey. Could we do this as an actual shirt? Could we do this as merch? Would you be fine with that? Mike was keeping that from me, which I appreciate. But then also he went and had to edit the logo for the show because he could not find a PNG of it and edited out all of the white to put that on the shirt. So I don't have that shirt. I've not had a chance to wear it yet. But uh, a solid, solid bit.
1: Maybe I you know. yeah, that is a hell of a gift.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh all right. So up next we have Professor Clover who along with Professor Sam and Bre- prof- eh, who along with Professor Sam and Professor Alex make up the Professor Totally Spies. Ah. Uh. Ha ha ha. Uh who do you have? For Clover,
1: I have Caleb Thorne. If I'm remembering correctly, that is the manatee scientist played by Alec Baldwin. Uh huh. Yes.
0: I didn't remember the name, but then as soon as I saw a picture of him, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I can see that. He is very doomed. (laughs) he also has a bonfire of sort for his research a bonfire of the manatees uh did you have any other suggestions for i
1: did not i really only have one suggestion for all of these but they are very well thought of
0: Mm -hmm. so i have three suggestions my Rodrigo style is Anwar Benitez, who is just a hippie jazz musician. I, I try and fill out the Rodrigo style, even though it doesn't work. Uh, Hollis Hurlbutt is a popular choice, but I feel like the fact that he tries to suppress the true history doesn't make him fit. But, and are you ready for the good suggestion? What's that? Socket it, Trebek. Alex Trebek. Uh. I would trust Alex Trebek to keep a secret in a positive way. I wouldn't. You don't trust Alex Trebek.
1: I wanted somebody... Who understood the beauties of the world and wanted to protect them. Who really wanted to get in there two fists
0: and, <speaking> in> and get inside of a manatee. <speaking in> Sorry, I'm going to have to interrupt your fisting, Janine. We are getting a call of fan suggestions. Uh that one welder guy suggested Professor Frank and Atticus suggested Professor Frank Sr. and I don't think either of those really fit. Mmm. Because Frank is an inventor, not a researcher. And trust me, there is a difference. Um, You know, I feel like we're going to forget about Caleb Thorne. Otherwise, I'm going to go with Caleb Thorne. Let's have a sexy Alec Baldwin professor. Yes. All right. And then we're just going to get into a bunch of people who, uh, they died, died. <laughs> a lot of people, they died, died. All my friends, and they died. Uh Up first, we have Rent. who... How do you feel about her swag, Janine? I feel it's kind of smug. <laughs> yeah. Um... My Rodrigo Rodrigo style for her was Cantaloupe Saint-Pierre, another jazz musician. The other suggestion I had was Goody Sarah Wiggum. I don't want to use actual Sarah Wiggum, but will I use a Pilgrim Sarah Wiggum? Sure, why not? Who do you have for Rent? Not the musical.
1: I have Smug
0: Girl. Smug girl. Standing in the barn being smug. Smug girl. Which one is Janine thinking of? Smug girl. She really looks kind of high. Smug girl. She's got art fan art by Gemini JC. I mean, Rent is an adult. Let me see if I can easily find a picture of Cantaloupe Saint-Pierre. Because I remember some of them were actually good.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: I am sharing this on the disco. There is a Cantaloupe Saint-Pierre, Janine. I, I feel like goody Sarah Wiggum kind of fits the overall vibe and especially hair color more and build uh, I guess they don't matter <laughs> these are one star characters though I have been wrong before Uh, up next, we have Hack, who is another adult who looks like he could be a Bobsburger character. He wears a green and white striped shirt. My Rodrigo style is shaky premise, and then I had Huck Finn and Nelson Huck Finn, and I'm not entirely sure why. Huh. Oh right, because hack and hawk, those are sort of similar. Uh,
1: I have, I actually have a trio going
0: with a with a couple of these, so I'll go ahead now. Mm-hmm. I did post an image of shaky premise who looks like a Steve Buscemi kind of like steve buscemi mixed with um what's the name of the weird looking guy from casablanca weird looking guy <laughs> oh my god don't casablanca. tell me it is not claude rains you used to be good google peter Laurie. okay that makes more
1: sense yes
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um yeah. so my trio is for mm-hmm. Hack,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh Bushiri, and Roche. And that is uh, Doug, Gary, and Benjamin, the nerds from Homer Goes to College.
0: So Hack would be Doug.
1: Yes, uh Busuri would be Gary and Roche would be Benjamin. If you look at them, it kinda of fits visually. Or at least it there's there is some matchup between these nerds and these nerds.
0: You know what? I'm feeling kinda lazy. Um <laughs> so I'm I'm good to accept those We've got two episodes to do tonight. Uh, My other one I had for Bushiri was African American Teacher. My other one I had for Roche was Nerdlinger. Uh, And then the Rodrigo styles for them were Drop Jaws, Turner, and Sketch Friendly. But uh, you know what? Let's. Wait, have we used them before? We
1: shouldn't have. Like, there's at least a couple that I checked.
0: Uh, we have used Doug.
1: Nah. Uh,
0: Yeah, uh, that is our, uh, Marco. So we can't use Doug there. Doug is denied, unless we can figure out some alternate appearance of Doug. Um, let's see. Let's see if we can find it. Yes, we we meant Doug the Nerd. Um, he is unfortunately not in any of the all universe ones according to uh Simpsons Wiki. But let's check out our good friends at Wiki Simpsons. Yay. Or sorry. Uh... No, I am uh sorry to say we cannot use him.
1: Well, we still have two others we can use.
0: Yeah, I- I'm willing to be lazy on those. Then I'm willing uh, so... to
1: concede to whichever you find most appropriate for the, the for hack.
0: Um... I am pulling up. Yeah, let's do the uh, Huck who was in the initial uh, The Boy Who Knew Too Much, not the uh, Nelson version. Huck Finn is our hack.
1: Alright, that works for me.
0: We're doing real Washington politics here, Janine. Real Washington politics.
1: Well, someone's got to. Those fat cats up in Washington aren't.
0: Those clowns in Congress, what clowns. Uh, Up next, we have Graham, who is the hot one. (laughs) Um, the characters i had were jazzy good times waitress uh who let's not that one uh who mainly s- reminds us all that uh jazz musicians do a lot of drugs and are very forgetful Uh, And then, also, I had a librarian, and this librarian specifically has a Simpsons uh, page. Let me see if I still, yeah. Uh, I will get you that link in a moment. Uh, Who do you have?
1: I have Mrs. Frank. I did not have time to be searching for a hot woman. So I just found a convenient woman.
0: Uh she's blonde. She's a librarian, and and I feel like we need to say Mrs. Frank for someone who's going to be wrong by whoever we get as Mrs. Frank, because Miss Frank stops existing after a while, as does Frank's son.
1: All right, I'm I'm good with the librarian then. Cool. I wasn't too attached to Miss Frank, if you know it. Kind of like how Mr. Frank probably wasn't.
0: Ha ha! Uh, up the next, we have Zadie, who has a cowboy hat, a mustache, and would you consider that a chin-strap beard?
1: I don't know. It doesn't look that detailed. We don't know yeah. the size of his chin.
0: A lot of these characters are background ones and so they're very much um, sketchy. Who do you have?
1: State Comptroller Adkins. It does not look very similar. I wasn't very strong on it. We have a lot of names that we wrote down for us to talk about for this very night. Um, we stopped being precious with them and uh you know, that that shows up in Janine a lot more than Luke sometimes. But also oh, I, sometimes, like, Janine gets really too involved in one particular choice.
0: I did these, like, two weeks ago as well. Ah. Uh-huh. I, I like to work ahead. That's not all. No, Judge. Wink, wink. Say them all. Say them all. Um, my Rodrigo side was Bossy Marmalade, just tossing another jazz man into it. Uh, and then I also had Cowboy, who is a cowboy who rides the monorail, wears the big hat, has a mustache, and, um, I, weirdly, we haven't had a lot of, uh, cowboys I feel like that fits the vibe more. A strange cowboy man. Who rides a monorail.
1: I'm fine with the cowboy. All it takes is for a hat for me to say yes.
0: Ladies, remember that if you ever want to ask Janine out. Up next, we have Hawkeye who seems like he's lanky, has long black hair. Uh, My suggestions were Robert Trujillo Trujillo from Metallica or Library Clerk. Who um, is the cool librarian who Lisa is attracted to, but I think Robert Trujillo... I'm probably getting that name wrong. Has the look more Janine, who do you have for Hoka?
1: Poochie artist. The artist that actually draws Poochie in the concept phases. Um I'm I'm pretty passionate about how similar the look is enough for me to Jump on it, and plus animators are also just big nerds, so mm-hmm. it it falls in line with my nerd theme
0: yeah yeah let's let's go with Gucci artist, hell yeah. We've got an even split. It helps that both of us are kind of burnt out or trying to gill through these quickly. Up next, we have Jaguar Diesel. Hey, these actually matter again. <laughs> uh, my Rodrigo style is, uh, well, there's uh, one little hobbit. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. Bravest little hobbit of them all. I also had George Meyer. And postmaster Bill. Oh. Who you have, Janine?
1: I have Bruce Valanche, or is it Valanche? It's not Valanche. It's got to be Valanche. No, it's.
0: Are, are are you kidding me? Oh wait, no. I I always think that like Bruce Valanche is like a big like queer comedian and no he isn't i just mix him up with other folks um interesting how strongly do you feel about bruce valink it's
1: it's basically a look at the vibe that it's not really too much deep into uh, being a giant or fucking uh, being former military or anything else. It's just basically kind of like, oh hey, look at this man's hair and beard. Oh hey, look at this man's hair and beard. Oh hey, let's make them kiss. Something like that.
0: So, uh, George Meyer is uh, one of the actual Simpsons Like producers and he also wears a bucket hat and he's also tall
1: how do you be an adult and wear a bucket hat I wonder
0: it was the 90s Janine how were you an adult and didn't wear a bucket hat And uh just for posterity here is postmaster bill who took the students on the trip to the postal office. Uh
1: <sighs> Yeah, I guess the bucket hat kind of works. Yeah, you came in with the hat. That's enough for me to give it to you.
0: Oh, wait, wait, wait. But I also, let's see if I can find a picture of Bobo Baggins.
1: Oh, right, it's an action figure. It's an
0: action figure. It would really
1: feel weird if I went like, hey, that's this fucking big thing. Let's cast a small thing. A very small
0: thing. Uh-huh. Okay. So it is George Meyer. Who's our Jaguar D. Soul. Uh, next we have Lasky. Hey Janine, do you know who Lasky is related to who we've seen on the show? Who? Khalifa. Really? Mm-hmm. That's her dad.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: Uh who do you have for Lasky? Oh oh shoot. Uh I totally skipped past the uh suggestion. Pere <laughs> For Jaguar the Soul. Uh Mike P and Atticus suggested comic book guy and Comic book guy would not sacrifice himself for a child. He wouldn't. I I can't. I can't. Like, hmm. It's it's purely a build thing, but I don't think it's a good thing. If,
1: if comic book guy has a character arc and, like, experiences any actual change in the future, that is fine. But right now,
0: as we know him, I can mm-hmm. only cast him inside a villainous role. Oh, he. I mean, he gets a wife in a few seasons, but he doesn't really change that much, and his wife is a whole other kettle of fish. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. He's not fucking a kettle of fish, Janine. Oh. But also, if we are looking (laughs) for that changed um, comic book guy, we could instead use Alan Moore, who appears in that episode. Alan Moore. Alan Moore. Uh, Alan Moore, Alan Moore, friendly neighborhood, Alan Moore. <laughs> paints a web any size, paints a Brits like other she guys. Look out. you for that. Don't ask oh my about my
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> We like comic books sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Lasky Lasky
2: mm-hmm.
1: I have George C. Scott He was the lead actor in Burns' adaptation of Man Gets Hit with uh, by
0: Football George C. Scott does not have that sexy energy Janine
1: he gets hit in the groin i mean like i don't know what to tell you but if a character gets hit in the groin and i have somebody who's like fucking military service i'm gonna want to like fucking put on that guy
0: okay well my rodrigo style is uh csi miami Okay. And then I also had um Major Nougat. And then also, um because this is Khalifa's dad and she is a Marge robot, I put on Robbie the, the automaton, who is the robot that is like, oh that's what that robot's name is. Huh. The uh danger danger. So I think that would be a funny joke, building on that continuity. I do but like I also... that, mm-hmm. but it really wouldn't
1: be for anybody but us. But I also like would probably not use this robot for anything else. So yeah, sure. we don't
0: get to more robots for quite a while. All right, so the joke lands. I am excited for uh, the Khalifa fight we have coming up because boy. When this gets adapted, you'll be like, oh, what did I do? Uh, we made bad choice. Uh, we then got Spandine, who is spandam's father. And uh, my Rodrigo style is Jack White. And my, <laughs> other su- and my other suggestion is actual human war criminal who, who appeared on The Simpsons, Henry Kissinger,
2: Whoa. who would also
0: be a hilarious dad. Or American Dad's Dan Smith. Oh my god, that (laughs) would. Who do you have? Alcatraz. The rapper.
1: Yeah. I just kind Mm -hmm. of wanted to get rid of him. (laughs) Why? I don't know. Like, being voiced by Hank Azaria. (laughs) Hank, you gotta stop voicing people of color. You got a talent, but, like, come on. <laughs> come on.
0: Okay. You know what don't uh, look right,
1: buddy, right? Like, like, I get it. Things were different back then, but, like, you you know it's, like, different now. I don't know. I'm, like, ragging on him for something that is at this point, like, almost 20 years old. So don't, yeah. don't listen to me, Hank. Hank. I loved you in Birdcage.
0: And I loved him on uh Brockmire. And he was pretty good in Mystery Man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, do we wanna burn Yeah, well we wanna burn Henry Kissinger. Like let's dig up his grave and toss him into the flames about Jupiter's <laughs> fully so totally destroyed forever. But uh yeah. Have I sold you on <laughs> Henry
1: Kissinger? If Spandine (laughs) is canon dead in the buster call, then I would say Henry Kissinger right away. If not, I would save Henry Kissinger for somebody I know dies.
0: Uh, Unfortunately, even in modern day One Piece, Spandine is somehow still kicking around and is still embarrassed of his horrible son. Well. But I feel like Jack White is too cool for Spandine. It wouldn't make a good father for Stan Smith. And Alcatraz just raises lots of issues.
1: George C. Scott. We didn't use him before. Why does... Ha, c- can not he fit in?
0: George C. Scott isn't daddy enough. I don't know, dog. Okay, Henry Kissinger... Is daddy <laughs> No, Henry Kissinger is a full on war criminal. George C. Scott is not a war criminal. Henry Kissinger would issue a buster call, Janine.
1: Okay, here here we go. I'm gonna go and check out George C. Scott's IMDB right now. Ooh, passed away in nineteen ninety-nine. Um, let's see, known for actually playing patent. That's definitely something that like Stan Smith would like. Uh he he's
0: known for Exorcist 3. Who's known for Exorcist 3? Uh that, if I remember correctly, is the one where it gets good again by kind of like abandoning things.
1: Huh. He was a juror in 12 Angry Men.
0: Who wasn't? (laughs) Let's see here... He was a member of the Might Be Giants. Wait, no, I read that wrong. He voiced Smoke in Cartoon All-Stars to the rescue.
1: He was General Buck Turgeson and Doctor Strangelove.
0: Have you ever seen Doctor Strangelove, my friend?
1: I haven't, but it it seems like it's on brand for like what we want here.
0: That character is a bit more of a loose cannon, in a different way than Spandine is. We we have a active opportunity to use a war criminal. And we will get to celebrate Spandine's death in the future, I am sure. And George C. Scott is, a, is a, and I don't say this lightly, an American hero.
1: Yeah, and
0: America sucks. It does. And you know who made it suck? Henry Kissinger. <sighs> Janine, it is me, Henry Kissinger, let me be Spandine. Oh my let god. Let both a war criminal and the father of a war criminal that my policy is continue to play the world
1: yeah i get it okay but like it's fucking what 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 like we we use kissinger and then like next time i find like an evil character i'm like oh i want to use somebody that died so i can celebrate and like i got to find somebody else
0: i don't know i mean there's other shitty people who have appeared on the simpsons I mean, Mel Gibson is still... Do we want to use Mel Gibson here? Haven't we used Mel Gibson before? Uh, I'm checking. Uh, that's Mr. Gamel, Mr. Mello, Mutant Sideshow. Mel, no, we have not.
1: What the hell? And and, and is he available at this point?
0: Yeah. Uh, Beyond Blunderdome was seasons ago, before One Piece started. And I think that Mel Gibson would be a fitting dad for Stan Smith.
1: Yeah, he would love that.
0: And we'll do shared credit for it.
1: Okie dokie.
0: All right. You never know which one is going to turn into a big debate. Uh, We then have Nico Olvia. Uh, Who do you have for Nico Olvia?
1: I have Joan Bushwell.
0: Of the Monkey Diamond Mine Bushwells. The very
1: same. hmm
0: So I have three suggestions. My Rodrigo style is Meg White. Uh, I also have another librarian in here. You're just yeah. hiding them from me. It's a place. Oh, I have the master list that I like write everything down on, and then I eventually copy that over. No, I mean like the the concept of hiding libra- uh, it's,
1: it's it's nothing. Uh, you just have so many librarians.
0: Yeah, well, I, I did a long search for librarians uh so we have that librarian, and i thought thought
1: that is what i was doing when i searched up nerds but people like to be specific
0: uh and then i'm trying to get the image for the last one because that's when you're going to say oh uh yeah that's 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 the hot one uh, we also have important character and Janine is going to say Schwing! Edna Crabapoli.
2: Well.
1: A person who's very turned on by middle-aged women. <laughs> you son of a dick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, Edna Kerbopoli, For those of you who forget, is a seductive drawing of Edna uh for a monopoly game. She wearing fishnets. She wearing a top hat. she's smoking and not so smoking.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: I mean, Uh you, and then she's you. You came in with the hat. <laughs>
0: uh huh. And also, Nico Ovia pretty much looks like her daughter does.
1: That is true. Like, they basically just photocopied the face.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I think Edna Krabopoli wins. All right. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? For some reason, when I wrote... Uh, oh, okay, that's why I wrote. Uh, we then have Sakazuki, who I also, on the sheet, included a image of future Sakazuki, as we're going to be seeing him later. Who did you have for Sakazuki?
1: Well, knowing that we're going to be seeing him later... Uh, Knowing that he's kind of big and knowing that there is just another one right around the corner. I was thinking about uh, throwing out Fat Tony.
0: Interesting. Interesting. So I'm not necessarily opposed to tabling him because we also haven't seen his powers at this point. Uh, We've just kind of gotten a taste. Uh, His policy, I believe, is absolute justice. Um, My Rodrigo style was Rocky Balboa. And then I also had on Ernest Borgnine or Sean Connery.
2: Hmm.
1: If you think that perhaps his power would change things for me and my opinion of a fat Tony. We can table him. We have a lot to burn
0: through. So Yeah, know, let's, let's let's table get him for now. In
1: mud we don't need to.
0: Yeah, uh we can table him until you really learn to hate him. <laughs> Alright. We then have Kanazeni, who is an old lady who briefly takes in uh Robin uh the Rodrigo style I have is Clara Peller, who is the Where's the Beef Lady. Hmm I also have Alice Glick, who all my homies hate Alice Glick, and Auntie Oven Fresh, the actual human one.
1: Well I yeah. have Daphne Burns.
0: Interesting.
1: You'll notice that they're both very old in the face.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Daphne Burns, for those of you who do not remember, uh, is Mr. Burns' mother, who is still somehow alive.
1: We don't know how. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: uh, that's not, that's not
1: she, for us to know.
0: <laughs> yeah, she would be somewhere in her like 150s now, I believe, at this point but also Burns' time has, timeline has changed. I'm going to use her. Awesome. Let's just keep it rolling, 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 rolling. Um, up next, we have a character who, Save. in the U.S. version, Save. is named Abscondo.
1: Okay, we'll call him Abscondo. Uh,
0: yeah. His uh name in Japan is. You can Nai look it up. Jirata. You can look
1: it up. No, that's not. It sounds way too similar.
0: Yeah. No, it is definitely a. Um... I'm a light person. I shouldn't say this word. Yep. Mister Rotata
1: let you, let's let's not come close to it let's uh-huh let's be afraid to say it abscondo it's abscondo. our friend abscondo
0: there's a guy I fun age, like, yeah. abscondo with the passion fruit so sweet
1: i have uh jeremy the network executive You'll see him. You'll you'll know him when you see him. He's got the ponytail, the goatee. It kind of He's seems blind. like a lot of them do have that. You know, like, I, I just... I just feel like he had, like, kind of around the same vibe. Whatever.
0: Uh, once again... Blowing another jazz man I had, Willie Mims as a Rodrigo style, and then the other suggestion I had was Mr. Mitchell. Uh Mr. Mitchell is the blind man who adopts Santa's little helper and uh also just has a bunch of pot. Uh-huh. i I was trying to throw someone away. I don't feel like Mr. Mitchell is a good fit. I don't also I also don't feel like uh Jeremy the network executive is necessarily a good fit for this. Also, this character never comes back. We could just throw Willie Mims onto the pile of Forgotten Jasmine. Sure. You'll be down one less Jasmine from the set, but okay. It's fine, we can take Lisa to the pound and get her a new Jasmine. <laughs> Uh, and then the last from Nico Robbins' flashback is Cheskipa, who is a big old pirate man who things go poorly for. Uh, the suggestions I had were uh, Primo for uh, The Simpsons. And I don't remember who. Oh, uh, Primo is a mobster who works for the rival Calabrese family. And then the Cayman Islands rep, the guy who's like, oh, it's too hot in here. Oh, I shouldn't have said it's an illegal account. Because that's his vibe.
1: Who do you have? Papa Smurf.
0: Wild. Um, Janine? Yeah? I, I have some bad news. What's that? We may need to, um... Oh no, do we have to save Papa Smurf or something? We may need to save the Smurfs. I forgot that they had appeared on The Simpsons. Oh, also, uh, Papa Smurf's first appearance was in an episode we haven't gotten to. He is mentioned in Treehouse of Horror 10.
2: Oh. And
0: his first appearance is Homer Land.
1: You... You escaped me this time, Papa
0: Smurf, but next time. (laughs) You'll get him and turn him into potion. I'm Gargamel, bitch. (laughs) Uh, So, Primo or Cayman Islands Rep?
1: I'm good with Primo.
0: Actually, I do want to push for Cayman Island's rep. Uh, oh my god. Like,
2: okay, fine.
0: Because okay. he wears the shirt. Like, he does have the vibe much more than Primo.
1: Okay. Cause, I mean, I, like, I, I, haven't, I have yet to see Primo. When I, when I do, I'll have like, I mean like, a, to see him in action. I mean, yeah. Um. When I do, I'll have like a much more firmer opinion. But if if you think Primo will be better utilized somewhere else, then we'll just go ahead and just use. Yeah, we need to hold
0: on. We we need to hold on to mobsters, Janine. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah. So, Cayman Islands rep, a character well known for memes, is our chesskeeper, and then we have three members of Shake's crew who have, since the episodes initially aired, gotten names. Uh, Up first, we got Bog Punch. Right off the bat, A-plus name.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. He is one of the senior officers and a musician of the Red Hair Pirates.
1: All right, I Um, have down... Bernie... From Homer Goes to College. Now, I did write this one kind of first, so I have no idea right now what what he looks like.
0: Oh. Yeah, no, I've been calling to try and use Bernie for a while now. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, if you want to use Bernie here uh, and you don't like either of these suggestions that I have, we can do that. Um the, the Rodrigo style that I have is Lars Ulrich from Metallica because we had used a lot of, um, musicians and like celebrities for it. The other episode that we had, or the other character that I had is, uh, Ken Keeler, who is a Simpsons writer. And I'm trying to find the actual image of him. In the shell. Or... Did the Simpsons wiki as... Steer me wrong? Oh. Uh, maybe... Uh... Yeah, he has written a lot of episodes that I enjoyed. Um, Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Uh, Because if you remember, our uh, Shanks is Conan (laughs) O'Brien. Oh my god. So, I mean, that guy is close enough to being bald. He is currently bald, but that would fit. into the uh, kind of theming that we have. I don't know. I, I feel like Lars Ulrich might fit more. Oh no he wouldn't I'm sorry, I just I
1: have Do you I not have, want... I've got
0: I've got beef with Lars. Oh that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. what, what did what beef do you have with Lars out of curiosity?
1: Um, Napster. He was one of the first artists to like really go after um sharing music files. And um, you know, I'm I'm kind of a I'm kind of a rebel. I'm kind of the person that would you know record stuff from the radio on the cassette tape, I kind of feel like, you know, maybe if you have something, you should be able to share it with whoever you want. I don't know. But, you know, I understand. Protecting artists like Lars Ulrich, the... uh, There is a documentary, Some Kind of Monster... Um, and it's like the making of the stuff and like they're they're like so destructive towards each other. They're fighting, it it is chaotic and it's like, wow, maybe these people shouldn't write music and then like they start coming out with stuff and it's like passable. I don't know. Metallica kinda took a dip right when Saint Anger hit and I was just like, I'm out.
0: Uh Homer Simpson, nodding politely. Um, hmm. I'm fine
1: using Billy Corgan if we haven't used him. I've got beef with Billy. Silly. I, I, I do too.
0: I guess. I don't know. You know who we could use. Who could we use? We can use Simpsons director Jim Reardon.
1: I've seen his name a lot on the credits. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Sure.
1: Also theoretically producers just writing with Conan. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I, I I was also going to say, um, technically, this level should have had, or this list should have Monster on it. Monster is the name of Bonk Punch's monkey, but the uh, One Piece wiki doesn't consider him to have an appearance in this. Huh. So, we can table Monster for the next full episode. Sure. I guess... We'll wait for a monster. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, cause I think we also only have like one character. But we wanna spend our time to get the correct monkey match. Hey gang, this is Luke doing the editing. Before you send in comments, I was very tired. Monster doesn't show up for like another a hundred plus episodes. Uh up next we have Lime Juice. Uh, my Rodrigo side was James Hetfield, and my uh, other one was Bob Anderson, who is another Simpsons writer, or another Simpsons director, who uh, has a similar enough hair, and demeanor. I suppose. Who do you have?
1: I have wavy gravy.
0: You mean Mr. Burns in disguise? I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, that's the guy. There might be another opportunity where we can use that.
1: I didn't expect wavy gravy to get piled.
0: <laughs> what are you doing with your gravy, Janine?
1: I'm I'm it's just that I feel that
0: maybe you're front
1: loading a little bit of like uh I guess I can't argue too much for this one also being like a writer, but like Yeah, I guess the Aesthetic of that particular rider does fit a little well, bit. Well, and better, I mean, maybe but, maybe, but.
0: Well, and then we could be like, hey, Bob Anderson, we cast you. Have you watched One Piece at all? Do you keep up with The Simpsons? Do you want to come on the show where we cast you? Oh, oh thanks God. for coming on the show. Do you want to invite Conan O'Brien on? Does Conan O'Brien know what a One Piece is? That gives me you just thinking about just that conversation. <laughs> And what's this? We have a special guest. We have the Celery Man himself here, and he wants to play a clip from One Piece, and then that's when we play the Mac and Me audio.
2: Well... uh,
1: You see, we're close to the end right now. We have so much raw audio recorded. We have so much more that we have to do. I am tired. (laughs) And <laughs> you've got me, like, what I just want to go now.
0: Uh-huh. Uh... Yeah, I'm going to have a drink after this one before we do the next one, so. All right. You can have uh, one. L- Last one we have is Building Snake. Uh, Who you got for Building Snake?
1: I have the saxophonist that was um thought to have robbed... Lisa of the saxophone, because he was playing a saxophone inside of the one uh, Homer the Vigilante. Mm
0: -hmm. I can kind of see it. Uh, My Rodrigo style was Kirk Hammett, who I believe is another Metallico.
1: Yes, he is the guitarist for it. I know that because my brother was obsessed with guitarists, as he was a guitarist in high school. When I was playing Final Fantasy VIII, um, as I was gathering all of the GFs, uh, he would tell me to name them after a particular guitarist that he liked. And Kirk Hammett was Bahamut. Okay. For people that know
2: Uh...
1: Alica... And Final Fantasy VIII. Tell me if that's cool.
0: Fair enough. Uh, the uh, other suggestion that I have is uh, not going to be a big surprise. It is Simpsons writer and Futurama co-creator David S. Sometimes X Cohen. Janine, we have a theme now. No, you have a theme. Yeah, I have a theme. We've worked together to build a theme.
1: Uh, <laughs> no, you fucking wore me down so you can get a theme in. We have
0: Kirk Van Houten in this crew. Can I borrow a feeling? Uh, you don't think that Kirk Van Houten is based on a Simpsons production staff member? If he is, or if he
1: isn't, if he's voiced by him, or if he's not, it doesn't matter because he's named something different. <laughs> Kirk doesn't count, just like Millhouse doesn't count. Oh my God! We have them as
2: prominent
1: <laughs> cast members. <laughs> <laughs> Like there, there are so many other ones that like just aren't writers, and all of a sudden, oh hey, look at all these people that worked on The Simpsons who are now in a pirate crew, I guess, Mm
0: -hmm. led by uh, Conan O'Brien with Brett Councilman on the crew, Uh, Nick Number One, Kirk Van Houten, and
2: (laughs) One Piece. Uh, oh
1: my god, I'm I'm going, I'm going to put my foot down on Saxon's bonus or something because I just uh, you, you need a victory. I I I I need to stop what is happening because if somehow <laughs> Shanks gets any more people up on there and there are any of them that end up becoming more writers and things like that, I I don't know. Like, he's a a fucking big-shot pirate guy. They just made this shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. combo Breaker, you got your saxophone, I This is Luke in as I am editing. We forgot to read off the names, so putting that in here now. Our Roji is Marge actor, our Mizuira is Lisa actor, our Oran is Homer actor, our Clover is Caleb Thorne, our Rent is Goody Sarah Wiggum, our Hack is Huck Finn, our Graham is Librarian, our Bushiri is Gary, our Roche is Benjamin, our Zaddy is Cowboy, our Hawka is Poochie artist, our Jaguar D. Saul is George Meyer, our Lasky is Robbie the Automaton. Our Spandine is Mel Gibson. Our Nico Olvia is Edna Krabopoli. Our Sakazuki is tabled for the time being. Our Kanazeni is Daphne Burns. Our Abscondo is Willie Mims. Our Chesskeeper is Cayman Islands rep. Our Bog Punch is Jim Reardon. Our Lime Juice is Bob Anderson. And Building Snake is the Saxophonist. all right well uh we'll be back in two more weeks while i am away on vacation with an sbs because um all of these episodes had non-canon bits and while we are going to cover a non-canon special coming up uh we did want to do a full 45 minute or a full 45 character list in a single episode on top of everything else janine where can people find you
1: you, to...
0: my name. <laughs> you can find me somehow still
1: up on Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm networking. I'm getting things ready. You're you'll, you'll see very soon. You'll hear very soon. Um, You can find me on there at Janine Juliet. You could also find me on blue sky. Please follow me there and I'll be more active. That is Janine Juliet social. And, um, God, I don't know. I'm changing things around. I'm I'm seeing how I feel about different uh screen names. So like don't don't try to find me other places right now because uh they might change and you might not be able to find until you hear it from me. Just stick to Blue Sky and Twitter for me for right now.
0: And if you want to find me online and curse my name, you can find me in most places as Coltrac. that's k l t r e g including Discord. If you just want to send me a Discord and say, yo-ho-ho, ho, Luke, I that, like that the show. Feels,
1: that feels dangerous, dog. There's, there's some fucking stuff people can send you, dog.
0: Yeah, but if they send me something that I don't want, I can just block them. Jane. Okay, don't
1: click any links then
0: what is blue waffle what there's a there's a lemon party janine should i click on that oh my god yes uh but yeah uh you can find me um i also have a patreon that goes to support this show but also it goes to support like other creators whose work i enjoy some of them who've been on this podcast and um yeah it's it's a busy busy world uh our cover art is by mike Patton. you can find on uh, most places at Patton pending p-a-t-t-e-n-p-e-n-d-i-n-g and on not not stone we update every two weeks our next episode is going to be in sbs because i will be on vacation when we would normally record and uh we got to kind of prep things in advance so Join us at our website, Dawn, or follow us on YouTube. And if you also go to my YouTube, you can see all 100 episodes of RPG Pals Club on there as well. Um, yeah, And we also have a blue sky, and there's also a Facebook and a Tumblr, but I kind of gave up on updating the Tumblr because it wasn't getting a lot of attention. And I hate posting to Facebook. If you want to help out with social media, let us know. <laughs> i don't like doing that anyways we'll be back in two more weeks happy new year and uh what a wild